let's get ready to study God's Word. another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again for another day of life. We thank you that we have the privilege to conduct these studies and devotions in this manner. We ask that you will bless us as we present what we have studied, and we ask you also to bless those that hear us. Help us, Lord, that we will all benefit from this and help us to share with others. Please guide us into all truth, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's study is entitled... Almost, but not quite. And our passage for this study is Acts 26, verses 28 and 29. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. This particular passage, Almost Thou Persuadest Me to Be a Christian, this particular passage, if you don't know, this is a very good chapter to read. Paul has been imprisoned in Judea for just about three years, almost three years at this point. First under Felix, and then Festus. And when Festus decided to try and appease the Jews a little bit by having another trial with them, Paul knew that they were just trying to kill him. Paul said, I appeal to Caesar. And so Festus is like, okay, Appeal to Caesar, to Caesar you'll go. But he didn't know what to say. He didn't know because the charges weren't sensible charges. They were charges related to the theology of the Jews, and he didn't know how he was going to push this on. So he gets a visit from King Agrippa, Herod Agrippa, right, one of the Herods. And while they're visiting him, he says, Hey, Herod, I have this problem. And so Herod says, oh, I'll listen to that. I'll, let me hear. So they bring Paul before this court, this little um, audience. I shouldn't say little. There were, there were enough people. That's why Paul says at the end, all that hear me this day. But he, they bring him before this audience, and he explains his story. He explains what he used to do how he was converted, what he's been doing now. 
and how the Jews accosted him. The bulk of his story is about him and his conversion and his work, his ministry. And when he gets to that point and he talks about Christ, because that's where all of his testimony went, when he talks about Christ and how Christ is the Messiah and how he's the fulfillment of all the prophecies and he knows that Herod Agrippa has been studying, he, he knows that he has a heritage from Jude, from the Jews, but, you know, he's a secular guy now, for the most part. And he says, believest thou? I know you believe. And Agrippa's response is, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And that's a really sad commentary. That's a really sad commentary. He's, here's an intelligent man, well-learned, listening to a testimony, and he's moved by it. And when he says, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian, he doesn't mean you didn't have enough arguments. He doesn't mean there's some gaps that I need to fill before I can make a decision. He doesn't mean any of those things. What he's saying is, I believe that you're correct, but there are other aspects of my life that I'm not sure I want to give up now. To put what I'm saying in a different context, what Agrippa said to Paul is what the rich young ruler could have said to Jesus. It would have fit perfectly if after he had said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus had gone through that whole thing and had spoken to him, one thing thou lackest do all of this, and he had stood there and said, almost thou persuadest me to obtain eternal life. It would have been the same thing. It would have been, I hear you, I get it, and while I am intellectually convinced, I'm vested in my current life. I can't let it go yet. I'm not sure what needs to happen before I can let it go, but I'm vested. I can't let it go. And that's what Agrippa is saying. Agrippa isn't saying, I had 10 arguments. You covered nine of them. Almost you persuaded me. Paul has sealed the deal. But, and it's an important lesson, conversion is not simply a matter of intellectual capacity or acceptance. Because if it were, the Christian walk itself would be easier, right? Because many of the things, many of the temptations that we fall for, many of the areas where we struggle, there's no intellectual doubt about those things. If you look at the commandments and you look at the areas where we struggle on either side, whether it's lying, stealing, adultery, whether it's blaspheming, taking the Lord's name in vain, um, not just whatever, any failure to obey God is usually not rooted in, I didn't properly understand the commandments. There's usually an entirely different motivation that is not cerebral, not purely mental. 
right? It's the heart. Even though the terms heart and mind are often used interchangeably in scripture, there is a connotation of heart that is different from a connotation of mind, right? We don't usually love things with all our mind. We love them with all our heart. And even though the mind is involved, there is a sentimental aspect to it. There is, there is a comfort level. There is a desire that exceeds the simple calculations that the brain will do, right? I go to the store to buy a car. I go to the dealership to buy a car. My brain tells me that my finances are in this area and that I should really limit myself to these vehicles. But my heart wants something else. Right? That's where we are a lot of the time. Our hearts, which are deceitfully wicked, our hearts are very much involved in making decisions and in helping us to, to make different choices. That was what Eve got into trouble with in the garden, right? When she saw that the tree was good for food and desired to make one wise, desire. The rich young ruler and Herod Agrippa are just two examples of people in the scripture that were almost persuaded. If you think about it, there are a lot of people who were just that close to salvation and either walked away, ran away, or just failed to continue moving towards it. Right? Because if you just stand there, that's a problem too. Right? Imagine, let's use an example, a visual that should help. Imagine that this is the day that the ark, Noah's ark, is sitting out there. And just like every other day, Noah's been preaching, people have been mocking, you're there for the show. And on this day, you hear some noise and you turn around and the animals all come into the ark. By twos, right? By two sets of pairs and by seven sets of pairs, right? And you watch this. You watch these animals go into the ark. Carnivores with herbivores. You watch this. They all just go walking in there. And you don't run away. You don't back away. But you just stand there. And God tells Noah and his family to go into the ark. You don't hear him tell them, but they just pack up everything and go into the ark. And then the door closes. You didn't run away. You didn't flee. You didn't turn around and walk away like the rich young ruler. You didn't say, when it is a convenient season, I'll come back, like Felix. You just stood there and failed to take the opportunity that you had to enter 
when you could have entered. And opportunity passed you by. Almost, but not quite saved. Here's a quote which says, almost, but not quite saved, is to be entirely lost. In a recent podcast, we spoke about rejecting God. And the main point in that was that we end up rejecting God when we reject the truth God offers us. And once we reject his truth, we have no defense against lies. If we do not let the truth change us, we will be susceptible to error. If we don't let the truth we don't move under the conviction of the truth because these folks are convicted. The rich young ruler was convicted. Felix was convicted. I suspect that, that even Festus was convicted when he said, much learning hath made you mad because that's in the same episode here with Agrippa. Agrippa says when questioned, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul says, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds, except for these chains. I wish everybody had the experience that I had except for this imprisonment. I wonder how many other people that were listening ultimately took advantage of the gospel. We get the impression that Agrippa, Bernice, and Festus did not. We certainly don't hear anything about them doing it, and they were a focal point in this particular chapter. But it will be interesting to see if, in fact, other people who heard acted on another chance that they got. I hope, for their sake, that they got another chance. But you can never be sure. This interview ends right at this point. Soon as Paul says this, everything wraps up. We have to be careful that we take every opportunity that comes our way, every opportunity, whether as a first time accepting or renewal, we have to be cognizant of every opportunity. We never know when our last breath will be, nor do we know what impact a wrong decision on our part will have on those who are looking at us. Yes, we are our brother's keeper. Ultimately, we are responsible to some degree, not 100% responsible, right? Everybody has freedom of choice, but those of us who know more have greater responsibility 
than those who know less. And we have to be careful each time that we present the gospel whenever we have an opportunity to point people to Christ and make the right decisions ourselves when the opportunity presents it. Because what we never want is to be almost, but not quite. Last time for our passage, Acts 26, verses 28 through 29. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day, were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your goodness and your love to us. We thank you for the opportunities that we get each day. Please help us to avail ourselves of them. Help us not to squander any opportunities, not for ourselves and not on behalf of others who may need to hear and choose for themselves. Please help us, Lord, not to almost be persuaded but to be persuaded. Help us to understand that it's not just an intellectual thing. There's a heart issue involved in every decision for salvation. Please bless us, we pray. Bless those that hear us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcast, where Robert and I discuss various Bible studies and other Bible topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.